Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clements each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Here we go. 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 This is it. This is Top Flight Tune Machine. I am Andy Dawson. Pow, pow, pow. I'm Sam Nifty Delaney. So what? Uh, we're having another crack at the... 28th of June 1984, because we still thought there was plenty of uh, goodness to be harvested from it, even though we've already done three episodes so far. Um, what we, we were about to mention Scritty Politti, I think, at the end of the last one. Yeah. We wanted to talk about Scritty Politti. Um, I fucking loved Scritty Politti back then. It was yeah. Absolute that was number 19 in the chart. Uh, it got slightly higher. It got a number 17, but that was the first of about first or second I think of about five singles from that album they did Cupid and Psych 85 and Scritty Politti of course was basically Green Guardside um, and various other on and off band members but it was Green's vision and he'd done some kind of like scratchy post-punk indie stuff and then he sort of dabbled in a, bit, a light reggae kind of thing and then he just went fucking batshit and decided he wanted to make this really glossy, um, saccharine pop music mm. with his, his lovely high fear vocals. And I fucking couldn't get enough of it, me, personally. I always get them muddled up with um, Prefab Sprout. I mean, oh. I'm ten times more familiar with Prefab Sprout than I am with Scritti Politti. But I, I don't know why. Did the front men look similar, maybe? Not really. Green looked a bit like a girl, actually. Shoulder-length hair with like blonde streaks in it. Um, they they were quite um, art school weren't they? It's that it was an art sort school of thing, vibe. yeah. It's that kind of yeah. knowing, sort of almost ironic pop music. Yeah. They're like, we're doing pop music here, but, you know... Oh, yeah, I'm just having a little listen to yeah. remind myself. Oh, he's gorgeous, isn't he? Oh, yeah. And he's dressed ready for breakdancing. That's another interesting thing about him. Is this him. the video of the single that you're looking at? Yeah, I'm watching the video, and I, I, I remember the song. I love it. <clears throat> and it's set at a cool, like, breakdance disco. Um, yeah, and he's dressed, despite the fact, like you say, it's quite sort of fey pop music. He's dressed like a cast member from Breakdance to Electric Boogaloo, which is a, a strong look, by the way. I can't remember the um, video. I'll have to have a look at it. I don't remember the video, but the song I remembered <clears throat> instantly as soon as it started. It's wonderful. But that that um, that album was produced by a guy called Arif Mardi, who is uh, a producer who'd worked on 
loads and loads of hit stuff. He'd worked with the Bee Gees, Hall and Oates, Queen, Dion Warwick, um, Shaka Khan, Shaka Khan, Shaka Khan, Shaka Khan, Phil Collins. He fucking worked with everyone. So Green, whatever the budget was for this album, he's obviously spunked a lot on getting Harry Before Farden you retired from Twitter, you mm. withdrew from public life on, yes. on Twitter. Um the greatest tweet you did and I said at the time to you that you should have retire, retired from Twitter <laughs> right then and there if only was when you um, tweeted Shaka Khan or you didn't even tweet her you tweeted about mm. Shaka Khan and she liked the tweet she liked the tweet yeah but remind us what the tweet said because it was a really strong tweet it was worthy of her approval I can't remember. And I it. think it resonates today. It was, it was about. Um, was it about I feel for I you feel, being one of the greatest pop songs you went, of all time? You, you, you said, written by Prince, mm. performed by Shaka Khan, right? With um, harmonica provided by Stevie Wonder, yeah, and rap interlude provided by Melly Mel, maybe. Yeah, I think it was Melly Mel. Yeah, and you went. It is the the history's most bulletproof pop single. Yeah. And I thought, yeah, he's nailed it there. You can't argue with that he as a lineup. To, he needs you cannot to quit, do though. it. Yeah. He's, uh, he's and peaked. I was nearly all right. Bring me my phone. I want Dawson on the line. <laughs> I was in my office. Right, get Dawson on the line. I've got some very important instructions for him. <laughs> uh, I have some advice that I think he's going to be willing to take on board. Before I could issue that advice, fucking update, Shaka Khan spotted it. And yeah, liked the fucking liked tweet. At, at that point, I was like, mate, you're done here. Yeah, I'm just you looking right. to see who produced it. I've got a feeling Arif Martin might have produced it as well. Uh, yes, he did. Arif Martin produced I Feel For You by Shatter Khan. Well, there you go. And that said, you didn't even have room for that in the tweet because that was in the days when it was still 140 characters yeah. or less. And he produced Scrutty's Cupid the- and Psych, which and all of the Scrutty Politi oeuvre if you want to call mm. it that, is entirely listenable. He's the kind of fellow who just makes albums once every seven or eight years. Mm. I mean, he, he did a comeback album called Black... What was it called again? White Bread Black Beer, I think it was. Yeah. Uh, I'm thinking that as a new album, but if I looked, it was probably about 12 years ago now. But it still feels like a new album. And that was the last album they did. But uh, got a lot of time for Scritty Politi and Green Guardside. He's good because if you hear interviews with him, he's kind of he's quite detached now from the whole pop thing. It sent them a bit nuts, I think, at the time. Between yeah. after Cupid and Psych and doing the follow up, he went a bit mental. Um, and now he's just a very kind of down to earth, humble fellow who enjoys drinking lots of Guinness in his local pub and things like that. And he's all very, um, he's still really br- sort of smart and and he's raises a sharp assessment of pop and what makes pop good and what makes pop bad and all that sort of thing. But at the end of the day. He just likes to sit in the pub and have some Guinness. How have you managed to stay up to date with him? Like, you know, you know what he's up to, you know his movements. What, how have you managed good, to do that? That's a good question. I don't, it's it 40, feels like you've kept him under close observation. 14 years since the last the new album came out. I, I just, well, I get I get across the music press. I follow yeah. the music press. I think I follow Scritty Politi on Twitter, even though I'm not right. on Twitter anymore, but... Um, yeah, you know, there's still that connection. You've, you've got your people. I've got people. You call yeah. up for yeah, your yeah, morning yeah. Twitter I've reports. People, I've got people who keep an eye on things for me. And it also on the line. Give me the highlights. Don't worry about that. I'll follow Scrutiny Politi from the Time Machine account now. 
so that yeah. we don't lose it. Yeah, 14 years ago was the last new Scritty Plitty album, which still feels like a new one. Um, so, yeah, what was, what was I going to say before that? Don't know. But all well, Scritty Plitty stuff's great. It's a great single, and this is why I like doing Top Flight Tune Machine, because now that you've given me a wonderful overview of them, who I only have vague memories of from these, but I instinctively remembered liking them, mm. I'll now go back to them. And have a right good scritty politty deep dive. Um, go and have a listen so that's to the, exciting. Yeah, go and have a listen to White Bread Black Beer, which is the album he did in 2006. Because that was, as they say, a return to form. Some really, really good yeah. stuff on that. Uh, what else have we got in this chart that we're looking at, Sam? Anything that jumps out at you? We've done Breaking, There's No Stopping Us Now. I think I've talked about um, uh, Break Machine. Um, Can we talk about. Holly and Jerry, sorry. Can we talk about um, Ultravox and Dancing with Tears in My Eyes? This is another song about nuclear war, right? <laughs> and the video, yeah. What are they on about? Um, I'm going to look at the lyrics and try and figure it out, but the video was... You know, we've talked about this before, but the, the early to mid-80s was all about the constant threat of nuclear attack, wasn't it? Yeah, that's Threads, what made it great. Protect and survive. It kept us sharp, kept us on our, our young toes, didn't kept it? Kept us on our toes, made you happier in a way. Yeah. Uh, like, I'm not comparing COVID. COVID's not uh, necessarily as... as as scary but you know I feel that for lots of people Covid sort of made you remember to take pleasure in Mm. the daily wonders of life whether that be listening to a great song Mm. or seeing a uh, Robin Redbreast land on the gate or a blue tit even or a blue tit any of these things listening to Scritty Politty looking at blue tits you know, having a lie down. Any of the wonderful joys of God's earth, right? Yeah. You appreciate it more when you think at any moment, I could be dead. Yeah. Right? And I think that's why in the 80s you were like, this is great. Plus, it, you know, so much great music, Rocky Four. If it wasn't for, for the for the Cold War, Rocky Four wouldn't have ever existed. Yeah. So I think I really miss the Cold War in that sense. I'm just going to take a look at Dancing with Tears in My Eyes. I've just been looking Wait. on Wikipedia. I thought it was about a nuclear attack, but apparently it's not. It's about a nuclear power plant meltdown. Oh, um, so it foreshadowed. Yeah. Um, what do you call it? Chernobyl, which only yeah. came, only came Chernobyl, what two Chern- years after two this? Two years later. Yeah, it was yes. prophetic. In Midge that respect, knew. Midge, Midge knew. was on a hot streak. I mean, he'd you know, just this written, was he'd, he'd written fucking. Do they know it's Christmas? Yeah. Right. He was on a hot streak. Yep. He'd then been integral. Oh, yeah. this, is, this was six months before Do They Know It's Christmas. This probably yeah. gave him the confidence What I'm saying do... is, right, I finished foreshadowing the massive nuclear meltdown that I know for a fact is going to happen in Russia tap, in tap, two tap years. on the nose. It'll come. Don't worry. Keep your eyes out. Now, the next thing that I, Midger, actually Scottish, the next thing that I, Midger, <laughs> have, have foreseen <laughs> in my magical cauldron. Midger is George Galloway. <laughs> I have seen a huge, terrible humanitarian crisis. There are so many... Where is it now? It's coming to me. It's going to be... 
Ethiopia. <laughs> no, we must prepare ourselves for this. I have foreseen the television journalist Michael Buck travelling to Africa to raise awareness and myself getting in contact with the lead singer of the Boomtown Rats to organise a charity record. Amazing hot streak. <laughs> and this would have been before or after Vienna? After, right? This was after Vienna. Vienna was 81, I think, yes. This was three years after... Um, Ultravox were in their pomp, I think, by this point, by 84. They'd had a string of hits, but this was... Uh, it says on Wikipedia it effectively put Ultravox back on the map. I don't think Ultravox had ever been off the map. Never been off the since... map, you cunt. <laughs> hey, Wikipedia, <laughs> I foresee in the future <laughs> our telephones will have a little encyclopedia in them. An unreliable, <laughs> poorly sourced... <laughs> encyclopedia that anyone is willing to able to edit uh yeah yeah. i'm looking at these chart positions you know after vienna uh all stood still was number eight the thin wall number 14 no recollection of that the voice 16 can't remember that i only only remember these two songs 12 11 15 18 you know and then got dancing with tears in my eyes i've got a strong feeling that majeur is a top bloke I've heard him interviewed on the wireless yeah. a couple of times. Yeah. I've seen him in documentaries on BBC Four and stuff like that. Yeah. Plus, all this stuff he did for Alive Aid and all of that, he was the more sort of benign figure, the less abrasive figure of the two men. Well, who, did you see the like, recent documentary about Live Aid that was repeated? No. Two parts. It was on BBC Two recently. And it was made in 2005, I think, which was the 20th anniversary of Live Aid. And uh, Annabelle Giles, who was Midge's wife... For a while, I think there might still the might still be the model who later appeared on "I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out." That's right. Yeah, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, um, and friend of mine through Twitter, Annabelle, Annabelle Charles. Charles. Yeah, nice one. Um, yeah, thanks very much. So she was on there, and I think she might still be married to Midge when this documentary was made. And she is just right. fucking seething throughout the whole thing about Geldof and his taking the limelight taking all the limelight and Midge is there as well he's kind of going well it was a bit off you know but that's what Geldof does he gets involved and you know he, he doesn't know he's doing it taking the yeah. stage and all this and I, <laughs> I stand at the back and all this whereas uh, Annabelle's not quite as uh, discreet she's just like going cunt he was a cunt well m- well Midge Midge uh, strikes me as the sort of bloke who would be like I'm not doing this for the I mean, the best thing, you know, in, in recovery and therapy and all that stuff, the, they say the best thing you can do to nourish your soul mm. every day and it will make you a happier person is to do something for someone else but yeah. never mention it ever to yeah. anyone, even even the person close. Like, you wouldn't even go home and tell it to your dog. Yeah. I, I mean, do I know lots you don't like your dog. Me. I do lots of that. I'm, I'm not even an alcoholic. I do lots <laughs> of that. I've done yeah, stuff well, for that's you, why, you don't know about. Mate, that's why you're not an alcoholic. Maybe it is. Because you're already spiritually at peace because and, you're doing these charitable acts. You're and every zen, time you're, I you do zen. one, every time I do yeah. one, that evening I sit down, I have a fucking big drink. Yeah. And think about write it, it down on a little on the bit back. of paper. Yeah. Write, a li- write down a little bit of paper, bury Stuff it, and think, when I'm good and dead, <laughs> they'll all fucking find out what I've been doing for them all along. I put and them then they'll feel bad. I put them up the arse, and when I'm dead, they'll do the post-mortem, and they'll pull all these bits of papers out of my arse, and I'll they'll all have this. random acts of kindness on them. 
This one's a Jester Delaney. What's this? this he's done several to his dog. <laughs> oh, this man's ass is full of pieces, small pieces of paper with good deeds written upon I've them. I've never seen a more benevolent ass in my <laughs> post-mortem room than this. This before. man was a saint and he never told anyone. <laughs> and thank God for his ass. He put lots of sausage rolls in thermos flasks and buried them in the Northumberland woods. He wrote and down lots of benevolent People at the time acts. said that he was do- he was doing that for himself, but he wasn't, you know. He was doing it for the children of the North, They're who he knew one everyone. day would need them. They're still there now. And he's got a map up his arse as well with the locations of all the thermos flasks on it. He distributed some pretty cryptic clues around schools in the local area <laughs> about where to find what he called Uncle Andy sausage flasks. <laughs> In the event of a nuclear attack, kids, (laughs) follow these clues and you will not go hungry for long. You will not have to eat a dead sheep like what they do on threads. (laughs) You will be all right. (laughs) So Um, it's a nuclear power plant meltdown and he's driving home knowing that a nuclear explosion is imminent. So there's this sense of panic and he's there with his wife. He's there with his wife and their kid, and they don't wake the kid up, do they? They look in on the kid, and then I think they go to the bedroom and start having it off <laughs> just before the fucking explosion's about to happen. I'd have to watch that again to remind myself of it, but they, I do oh, remember. I tell you what, they ignore there's, no the kid. Way, there's no way I'd be in the mood if I if there was a nuclear explosion about to happen. I'd be too nervous to, to perform, I think. I wouldn't be able to no, get it up. Yeah, nerves, nerves get to me. In a sexual context, I can get nervy. I can. <laughs> Performance anxiety. Jalapeño. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Jalapeño. I can get nervous. I'm, I can be a nervous um, lovemaker. Yeah, there's a, there's, a, there's a cast iron solution, right? There's a cast iron solution for getting over that. And that is, right, to imagine yourself having it off with yourself. <laughs> no, no, I went to a doctor one. about I went that's, I went to a doctor years ago. That's that sorry, that's the other oh, one. That's no, to that's, make it last longer. That's, that's to make really it stop. Opposite. Oh. When you think you're about to come, imagine yourself having it off with yourself. You oh, could be a lady, you could hell. be a fella, it doesn't matter as long as it's got your face. You could be an animal. Mm, I don't know though. It depends who you are. I mean, if you're a Beyonce and you're having it off with Jay-Z, and you're thinking, fuck me, I better slow this down. <laughs> I better slow this down. I think I'm about to climax. <laughs> right. What was it I heard again on that podcast I listened to, Top Light Time Machine? <laughs> right, think of myself. Oh, bloody hell. Oh, That's not doing no good at all. That's even better, because I'm ten times fitter than Jay-Z. It's only made the situation worse. I wish he'd hurry I'm up. the sexiest human alive. <laughs> I'm amazed Nick can keep going for more than 10 seconds when he's having an off with me. Look at me. I mean, fucking hell, look at the state of me. I'm gorgeous. I'm sexy as fuck. <laughs> yeah, so, it, you know, it doesn't work for everyone. Probably works for Jay-Z, but not for Beyonce. Mm. 
yeah. yeah. Slight diversion but anyway, that's, there. That's Dance to His Myers. It's a great song. And Is that it? Have we dealt with it? I'm yeah, at, he's I'm, a great, he's a great bloke, lyrics. isn't he? Yeah. Um, because there's other lyrics. Yeah, yeah, the I've lyrics, the lyrics are basically describe the video. It's five and I'm driving home again. It's hard to believe it's my last time. The man on the wireless cries again. It's oh, over. It's over. Uh, that's the last thing you need is the man on the wireless crying. Yeah. Especially if it's the BBC. I'd be fucking furious. It's like, listen, you're the state broadcaster. Hold it together. This is it, what you've been trained for, right? Yeah, it would have been. I John mean, Pena. Can can you imagine? Oh, this is John Pena. And it said crying again. So it's not the like, yeah. I'm sorry. I promised myself I wouldn't cry again, but I'm crying again. What was he? Because you see, there's been a nuclear meltdown at the factory. What was, what was he crying for the first time? Same thing. What? But every time. You know, it's like you have to keep repeating the news headlines every half yeah, hour on the I half guess. hour. And every time he does it, he breaks down. Yeah. It's not got any better. In fact, I think it's got worse. We're going to die. <laughs> Stop fucking minutes. crying. Keep what happened to stiff <clears throat> up a lip, you prick. I'm looking at the video. The, the rest of Ultravox are in the videos playing scientists. And they're at the, the nuclear power station and there's lots of uh, machines and fucking flashing lights and zeros and ones on the screen, on the computer oh. screen, so they've realised that they fucked it. The uh, emergency yeah. button. Oh, uh, this is fucked. <laughs> this is Bring that, the no. BBC, tell them we fucked it. <laughs> this is shut to fuck. We've had a good fucking look, right? And we've been down there and had a play about, but no, it's fucked. There's nothing we can do about it now. Call the beep, tell them to announce it to every comp. It's saying as well, it says explosion imminent. And it says this is not a drill. So Mitch is driving <laughs> home. He is this. He is this on the fucking radio. He's John Pinar crying his eyes out. It says nuclear explosion imminent. Stay indoors and await further information. Mitch gets out of his car and starts to run because the streets are just full of people running to where they need to be, and he's running. He's shoving people out the way. Bit rude. Uh, manners have gone right out the window here. Someone has fallen to the ground. People are running over him, uh, including Mitch and a, a priest. Tends to the man who's on the ground, but no one else gives a fuck. Uh, Midge's wife is Diana Weston, who used to be in... Uh, what was that thing? The Upper Hand. Do you remember that with Joe McGann? The sitcom that ran for about 13 years. Oh, that was brilliant. Was it? And it was, <laughs> I don't yeah, know it was about it. I remember. It was based on Who's the Boss, which was an American right. sitcom. Yeah, that makes it, sense. It was, uh, it was adapted, and I watched them both. Um... Yeah, Ooh. Joe McGann. God, he must have made a few quid out of that. You're Fuck right, it ran hell. for ages. Now, I just got to see. She was a... Hang on, that had... What's her name? Holly Goodhead in it. Who? Um, You know, Honor Blackman. Wasn't that the name in oh, James Bond? Oh, yeah, Honor Blackman was the, the mother-in-law, wasn't she? Yeah, but she was still fit as fuck. Yeah. In fact, This is I've one of those say, things I like to do when I work out how old someone was at a certain time. Now, unfortunately, she's dead now. This was 1990, so on a Blackman in 1990. 55. Oh. I mean, she is unbelievably hot still. No, she wasn't. She was 65, sorry. But, I mean, even so. Well, so what? Just goes to show, doesn't it? Joe McGann in the publicity <laughs> pictures looks like he's having the right piss. Yeah, all right, look at this. I've got myself a fit wife and an even fitter mother-in-law. <laughs> Fucking dreamland. I'm like a pig and shit. <laughs> so anyway, Diana Weston... He looks really out of place. 
Diana Weston's his, his wife. She's on the phone mm. to someone. He runs in, hugs her, puts a record on, and some kind of <laughs> futuristic vertical record player that he's got. There's a bottle of champagne spilled on the floor. Yeah, they go in and look at their child, right? Mm. Because this is the last I time. I thought you were talking about the um, upper hand. No, 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 I'm back on the video again. All right. Get this right. Midge and Diana go in and look at their child because this is it. They won't see Better the child check again. On the, kid. the child and them are all about to die. So they go in the bedroom. Fucking kids awake. The kids awake, right? They don't say, come on, let's all be together and hug and huddle as the world ends. They look in on the kid and then they fucking leave the kid. Next thing they know, they're wrapped in a sheet, probably naked, on the floor, and then everything goes tits up and the world explodes. So they've just let them, listen, that, look, it, we're all fucked, right? Best you forget about the kid, because he, like us, will be well and truly dead an hour from now. Melted by nuclear fucking forces. Fucking hell. Now, mum and dad are going to need a little bit of a long time. Before this happens, <laughs> you know, because Midge has been doing a bit of running. He's quite horny. And, uh, you, you know don't back to sleep, gets, will you? You know how dad gets when he's been running. <laughs> gets you know, his hackles panicking. Up. You know how he gets when he panics. So, uh, <laughs> Always just leads to sexual thoughts. Try and go back to sleep. We'll see you in the morning. Actually, we'll not see you in the morning, but don't worry about that. That's neither here nor there, really. It, it, it's fine. Just go to sleep and, as usual... Right, if you just go to sleep in the usual fashion, everything will be fine. It won't, obviously, but, you know, we'll try and keep the noise down next door, uh, even though it's going to be quite frenetic, what was the world about to end? There is no way, no way on earth that I would be in the mood for that. And I can tell you this much, even if I was, that's exactly the sort of situation where my missus would be, no. Uh, This is not appropriate, Sam. That would be. She would be that. I know her. We've been married 15 years. I know my good wife. And in the event, heaven forbid, of a nuclear meltdown (laughs) here in southwest London. You know when to and when not to amorously approach her. Exactly. (laughs) I know that very from painful experience. I know the do's and don'ts. (laughs) Right. And a big fucking no-no is moments of huge disaster. Yeah. She's uh, not... Armageddon. Never like kind of... Oh, I quite like... Yeah. I, I quite like it because it takes your mind off things. Like, I don't know if you... There was a film called... There's a couple of films called Crash, but there's a film, the first one, with David Cronenberg. Mm. I saw it at the cinema, and it was all about people who were really in to having sex mm. in road crashes. I've seen it, <clears throat> Yeah. Yeah. It was quite controversial and at the time, wasn't it? It, it was controversial. I saw it. it at the cinema. Yeah. And as well. it was really interesting because it turns out it is a thing. It's, mm. it's, you know, I'm not saying it's common, but it is a thing <laughs> that people often thing, do it, it because it's the best is it best thing. <laughs> the fireman, I'll say it. Now, you're trapped in... Uh, you're trapped. It's going to take fucking ages to get you out. We've sent someone to get a, a you know, a chainsaw. It, in the meantime... Honest to God, the best thing you can do now is try and have sex with each other. <laughs> I know it sounds weird. No, seriously. Just if you do that, it'll take your mind right off things until we've managed to saw you out. 
Right. I mean, what else are you going to do? You've got a lot of time to fill in. You're going to be panicking. You're going to need some kind of relaxation technique to keep your mind off things. You're very Best severely injured. But um, isn't there isn't there an incident in that film where someone has sex with a wound that someone's wound, had? Wound, yeah. Uh, yeah. Someone's acquired in a car crash, yeah. I think that I could imagine that being nice for the penetrator. Well, yeah. But... I mean, it's not something I'd be in a hurry to try. No, you know could try I mean? it on. You could go to your local butcher and get a fleshy cut of meat and attempt yeah. it. But I'm a vegetarian, so there's no way I'm doing that. I mean, there's those there's those fleshlight machines which do the same job. I mean, the, the lad in that film, American Pie, he had it off with the pie, didn't he? So pie. some some people swear by a big calf's liver raw. Really. <laughs> Raw, not like the Carl's liver I threw at my dad on Father's Day in that <laughs> fancy restaurant. That was cooked and in gravy. Did there you find no yourself way. at any point <laughs> thinking, shall I chuck this at me dad or shall I fuck it? Well, maybe I'll do both. I'm going to fuck your dinner and then I'm going <laughs> to chuck it at you. How would you like that, Dick? <laughs> in five minutes. I'm just saying this to the gents. <laughs> Where, why has Sam gone off to the toilet with my liver? <laughs> my dinner. Hey. Have that, dickhead. <laughs> it's covered in spunk and all now. <laughs> I didn't even use a Johnny with it. Fuck's <laughs> all you, cunt. Happy fucking Father's Day. <laughs> uh, he's one you'll never forget. Oh, man. Uh, anything else in that well, chart we want to mention? Anyway, that's Ultravox. That's Ultravox, um, folks. <laughs> that's Ultravox sorted. Uh, we probably haven't got much time, so I'm just going to pick out... Oh, yeah. Uh, this might be more than we've got time for, but at number 20, mm. there's a few problematic acts in this otherwise excellent chart. Yeah. Most notably 27, Gary Glitter. We're not going to talk about that, but number 20, problematic, uh, the Smiths. Heaven knows I'm miserable now. Yeah. Now, you know, it is noticeable. This was, I would say, a glory time for pop music, right? Absolute glory time for pop music. Um, real pure pop music and yet here slap bang in the middle of the top 40 the smiths which is pop music but it's on rough trade mm. right you see all the other labels it's like all around them it's epic yeah. virgin motown um yeah, cbs yeah but then you've got rough trade and it's almost like this is indie music Very in 1984 top of the indie charts this isn't it yeah sticking its post down in the chart and going mm-hmm. we're here and we're gonna fucking mess things up a bit um yeah, I don't know what your thoughts are on the Smiths. For I me, love the Smiths. You know, I, I know he's a he's an awful idiot, but yeah. fucking hell, what a band! I love the Smiths. I love the Smiths massively. I mean, I'll have been twelve when this came out, and I got I went I was peak Smiths by about mm. eighty five because I was thirteen. Then yeah. I was you know this was just right for me at that time. Yeah, um, and I still love them, but he's such a cunt now. It's really <laughs> yeah. kind of hard to listen to them, <clears throat> and he's so just stuff a as bit. Well. He's a bit balmy, really, isn't he? I mean, yeah. he's got you, old and balmy. You need to try and detach. You need to try and detach the yeah. artist. Yeah. From yeah, the listen, art. I love Michael Jackson's music. Yeah, you know, I, I, and I awesome. always love Michael Jackson's music. And I don't. I I personally am never going to be one of these people who's like you can't. I mean, it's lucky I don't like the music of Gary Glitter, or yeah. I, certainly I'm not bothered by it. I didn't hate it. Yeah, but it's not like am I never going to listen to? Do you want to be in my gang again? That's easy. <laughs> <laughs> but the Smiths and Michael Jackson, I mean, come on. You, but, you yeah, can't fucking turn your back on that, the, that that music. I can't listen to anything Michael Jackson did after Thriller. 
because I figured that's really? when the nonsense started. I don't think he was nonsense when he was in the Jackson Five, was he? I don't oh, think he was nonsense. No when idea, was mate. Out. I used to, I used to think that, I used to think that Michael Jackson didn't nonsense at all. Then yeah. I thought he probably did, and now I, I think he definitely did. Yeah. So I don't feel qualified to, to speculate as to when the nonsense yeah. began. If you were to judge it on musical output, then yeah, you're about right. After mm. Thriller, you can see a Nazi vibe coming definitely. into some of the music. Def- definitely, yeah. But I like Bad, and I even like a lot of the songs afterwards. I mean, there's songs in the 90s and in uh, even the early noughties that I like. You know, I like things. Well, yeah, you I shouldn't mean, like fucking them, Sam. Earth you song. Stop liking them. Oh, you can't like Earth Stranger, song. It's awful. Stra- Stranger in Moscow. No. A stranger in S- Moscow. Scream that he did with Janet. That's brilliant. That's the, oh, the main and what a video. One. Yeah, it's got to exactly. be one of the best videos ever as well. Yeah, um, yeah. So there we go. Um, one other thing I would add to this chart before we wrap it up, I think, is the Elvis Costello one. I want to be loved. Great Turning song. the town red. Turning the town red. Of course, as we said before, was the theme tune of the brilliant Scully. Scully. Uh, and I want to be loved has got a fucking great video um, where it's uh, a Elvis, great song. He, he, he it's, sings. It's, it just it, it's it's just him a close up of his face and he's just singing kind of over the top of the song. Right. Go and have a look at it on YouTube. That's all I'll say. It's really it, good. This is one of Elvis Costello's most soulful singles. Yeah, yeah. Because he sometimes goes full soul. He's a soul fan, but I wouldn't say his music is soul is yeah. soul music. But when you listen to this, you think this is an era where he just thought, fuck this, I'm just going to start doing soul tracks. Yeah. There's so much that we haven't managed to get. We haven't done perfect skin boy log colonel commotions. We haven't, but you know, we'll 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 get round to that. Yeah. Uh, well, well, we'll probably move on to a different chart. I think. Lloyd Cole might yeah, come up. Yeah, yeah. This might chart. bore people, that, but suffice to say, look this chart up. Um, it's the 24th of June 1984, <clears> and it's like legitimately the best chart we've ever seen so we haven't been able to talk about all the songs but if you look on there pretty much all of the songs are incredible yeah. someone a few days ago did a Spotify playlist of this chart uh, and we've mm. tweeted it we've retweeted it so have a look at our tweets recently from yeah. uh, Thursday or whatever it was and, and listen to the whole thing from beginning to end and report back with your feelings with your findings <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's it from this one. Thanks very much for listening. Hope you've enjoyed it. New chart in a couple of weeks. Who knows what it'll be? The random pop blob will decide. Take the FN dickheads. Ta-ra! When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. 
Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.